Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Gentlemen, we're all back. Nice to be back. Pleasure to see your faces once again. Oh, stop it, Tim. Not such a pleasure to see that shirt that Phil's wearing. Do you know what? It's it's growing on me. I'm surprised you can see it, Tim. (laughs) (laughs) Last season's uh, Blue Bulls third kit um, is their camouflage kit. They they had a blue version of this, and it's their green actual military camouflage kit, which I picked up for ninety nine rand. That is a lot. Of, no, hang on, that's no money. Which is about six pounds ish. Amazing. It's funny, <laughs> which is not surprising when you look at it. It's funny actually that you'd be wearing a camouflage kit for the South African military. As from what I can tell, it has no military. I saw its whole navy in one port. <laughs> they, is that? Yeah, its whole navy was in one port. I went to Simonstown. All four destroyers were there, sit, sitting pretty. That that sounds like um, a very easy target. Yeah. All, all your destroyers sitting in one port. Uh, exactly what I thought. Well, listen, we'll get into more of this military <laughs> South African chat, as well as a bit of rugby as well. Let's all put our hands in and pod on three. One, two, three. Pod. Hello, Egg Chasers. This is the Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast, a podcast for rugby fans. I've completely forgotten what we said there. <laughs> it's been a few weeks. The podcast about rugby that doesn't take itself or the game too seriously. Uh, we're just three mates that love the game and we're here for you every week, except uh, when we're on holiday, when you had our Lions Selection podcast keeping you company the last couple of weeks. Uh, in our defence, everyone has to take holidays from time to time. Not because we want to, no. but because our families, uh, our wives and uh, and families insist upon it, so we coordinated all our holidays so we would minimise the distractions and the problems that it would cause to the podcast. We're delighted to be back. Did you not feel like um, an international rugby player who they've been playing, uh, just gorging on a feast of rugby since September? They had the autumn internationals, no break, straight mm. into Champions Cup, yeah. straight great. into <laughs> Six Nations, and they just they just need some respite. Yeah, I mean, I understand why the Irish provinces uh, select as they do now, <laughs> having had a couple of weeks just to completely refresh, recharge the batteries. Uh, so how was South Africa for you, other than military stuff? Did you get any rugby involved in it, JB? Uh, I watched some rugby. I watched Northampton Wasps. I caught up on everything that I could possibly catch up on for the Aviva Premiership. Um, sorry, the... the Oh, sorry, the Avi- the Avicii pre- uh, Premiership, of course. Yeah, of course, which we'll talk about uh, in on this podcast. Uh, extensively. Um, I met a guy who is my friend's now brother-in-law who actually played at Ulster. Uh, what was his name? Uh, his name is Angus MacDonald. You've, you've probably never heard of him. He never actually played. He just lived over here for a year whilst he was injured. 
Oh, Ulster. Oh, right, okay. So that was good. Sounds like the sort of credentials Phil would have uh, (laughs) checked in on, though. Extensive injuries. Admirable. Yes. Uh, Yeah, uh, good. Uh, The flights were something like... uh, They were were hellish. Uh, As I (laughs) predicted, they were hellish. I did so much travelling around there. It it, it took its toll. It was a hard work holiday interspersed with some amazing bits. Mm-hmm. I didn't look at my phone. I didn't look, watch a rugby game. I, I, I couldn't watch a rugby game. There's no rugby on. And there was there was uh, the start of the baseball season. Hang on. You in went the States. To, what I'm disappointed with about you, Tim, is you went to San Francisco and didn't visit the Golden Gates. Yeah, uh, you're not wearing a San Fran Golden no. Gate shirt. I can't believe that. I, that's, I'd be the first place that I'd go. <laughs> now, all I got the whole time, hey, where? I love your accent. Where are you from? Well, I, I live in Manchester. Oh, Manchester United. That's what everybody said. Well, to be honest, in in South Africa, that's what most people said. That was the response. Oh, are you red or blue? Well, I kind of prefer rugby. Thanks, guys. Yeah. It felt like a total conversation killer a bunch of times. They go, oh, Manchester United or Manchester City. No, I like rugby. (laughs) Oh, okay. All right. Well, nice seeing you. Um, But it was a good time anyway in California, but I'm so glad to be back and uh, and getting into rugby. Uh, Can I just say, you're listening to this probably on iTunes or Acast. There are other places you can find it, but take a moment of your time to leave a review on iTunes like uh, Bristol Rugby Fan has done. Poor Bristol Rugby Fan, by the way. Poor Bristol Rugby Fan, who says, uh, describes the podcast original and best. That's right, we are. They say imitation is the greatest form of flattery. Indeed. Uh, often imitated, never bettered. Uh, Bristol Rugby Fan says, if you like anecdotes about slightly amusing things that happen to ex-players on corporate hospitality days, this is not the podcast for you. If you like... If you like, <laughs> if you like, if you like listening to ex-players who played over 20 years ago regurgitating cliches via poor quality phone interviews, this podcast isn't for you. Uh, but if you, yes, you, like chatting about rugby, voicing half-formed opinions about players you know a little bit about, and creating lists of players' names that are foods, war criminals, or types of French cheese, then this is the podcast for you. Exactly. I've, I've listened to the rest and tired of them. Three is the magic number, and long may chasers continue to let us listen in to what appears to be the best hobby in the world. Yeah, I completely agree with that. Best hobby is this, and maybe Red Arrows, because they're unpaid, aren't they? Is that right? Are they? Uh, yeah, I think they've got actual day jobs in the RAF and then they fly the Red Arrows uh, after that. Uh, one more quickly. Uh, Daryl Godden Photo um, has left a five-star review on iTunes. I found this podcast whilst conducting intimate egg research online. Apple should remove this from the podcast <laughs> store as it simply has nothing to do with eggs whatsoever. It's three buffoons talking about netball or something. Yeah, um, good. Some good bits, five stars. I'll tell you what I have done. I have, <laughs> I have prepared a little bit of a quiz to see how up to speed you are on rugby matters that have been breaking in the last few uh, days. Yes, please. That, that's a, that's be interesting, because I'm, I'm, I feel quite up-to-date with Super Rugby, yeah. but not particularly up-to-date with Aviva. I don't feel rugby star. No, definitely yeah, not. I don't oh, feel oh. satiated at the same time. Okay, yes. well, which South African international player has hit the rumour mill in the last couple of days uh, as he says he's as it appears he's going to sail sharp? Fast. Both got that one. Well done. Uh, which Super Rugby star is rumoured to be going to Wasps mm. to replace Kirtley Beale? It would Ooh. be a marquee signing. You obviously haven't heard this piece of news. Ooh, No, I haven't heard this piece of news. Uh, it's Who? from a New Zealand international. Uh, I'm going to go with Crotty. No, he's too close to walk up. Yeah, Crotty. Ooh, that would be a hell of a signing. Genuinely, I have no idea. Malachi Fekatoa. 
Wow. Strong, he's, strong rumours linking not him. Not really a 12, though, is he? More no, he's a, he plays 13. But, but he's not been playing very well. No. no. And you've got to remember, Sonny Bill has been signed to serious money. So it's basically everyone else fighting out for one of the spots, is it not? Well, possibly. Well, on, on Sonny Bill, next question was, aside from his average performances so far, why has Sonny Bill Williams been making headlines off the pitch this week? I, oh, I know. Um, we, oh, can, we can see it. Um, um, hang on, hang on, hang on. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> He's involved in some charity thing, isn't he? Go on, tell me. Phil. So we can see over there we've got the Blues yep. um, Lions, the Heritage jersey, mm-hmm. which has its main sponsor as NIB, which mm. is I know a, a bank. Yeah, I've got it. And of course, because he's... A Muslim, I hate it as well. He, he's Muslim. Uh, he doesn't believe in Ugh. banks taking interest rates. Yeah, but you know blah, what? Blah, blah, blah. So he made, no, a conscien- no, he made a conscientious <laughs> objection yeah. no, and taped up his this. jersey. Not having yeah. this. The, on no, his, no. It was only on his return. So he, the second game he's played... Such he, a hypocrite. He wore it... Uh, Presumably there were issues, but he just he got on board. I love it. We're getting into religion, will, f- corporate finance. <laughs> Go on, Jay. I will tell you the issue. Right, he's happy to accept the check every month that he gets from the Blues, which is paid by NIB. So even if there is BNZ on the Crusaders as well. Uh, I think BNZ might be the one. That, oh, anyway, whoever but, it is, yeah. whoever oh, no, it is. Anyway, whatever. And it is. even if he's not directly paid by them, even if they say, "Look, Sonny, we're going to carve off this bit of money. We're going to pay you from I don't know." Whatever it, you know, whoever else pays them, it's still money going into the organisation that he works for. It's so hypocritical. I hate it. And he's put something else on his top, hasn't he? Like a charity or something. Yeah, uh, a, ch- a charity whose principal sponsor is BNZ. Is that right? Oh, yeah. Really? I, I, I do think there's <laughs> there a little. But I do think there's oh. a little bit where rugby's getting all very gossipy, like women's magazine looking for drama. Actually, it's not that big, big a drama it, point. It, it is it, a big, big deal because you're not wearing your team's sponsor. You have no place on that team. The whole point about the team is you all look the same. You know, you all show up to the game, oh, and no one looks the same as Sunny Bill. Look how good he looks. <laughs> oh, I, I tell you what, actually. There is someone who's competing what with Sonny Bill. What happens to no dickheads? What, what, <laughs> what happens to that? There is someone who's competing with Sonny Bill for the shorter shorts in Super Rugby. Really? Which are... It's not me at the moment, Incredibly. Is it? it's, they are certainly shorter than you. It's um, Stormer's captain, Khaleesi. His shorts... Now, when you say Khaleesi, I don't, need to be, I, I don't mean to be turned on. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> His shorts, they, they were like painted on so not only were they painted on but they came barely below his buttocks wow like they barely covered but you know when like, you like, occasionally like, see like, like some of the women that some of the school girls well not school girls some of the college <laughs> students Mark, that were on <laughs> that were on spring break in california that uh, i thought well you you know when you occasionally see like midsummer in britain you see a slightly chavvy, slightly largish girl yeah. wearing hot pants that are just a little bit too short for yeah. her. Mm. It's that kind of fe- feeling with Khaleesi in the uh, Stormers Lions game. The sort of outfit our daughters will never wear. Never, <laughs> never. Uh, okay, then. Right, so Phil is currently winning this. Uh, who's up to speed? Uh, which Quinns player re signed for the club this week amid speculation of their departure? Ooh. Uh, I know this one as well. Um, um, it's um, got to be. I, if I was to guess, it, I don't know. It'd be. I'd say Care or Brown because they've both been speculated. No, I don't think it is. I've seen it on my. I'm on the Quincy uh, mailing list. I can't remember. <laughs> uh, 
you might be getting confused with a player leaving. Matt Hopper's Matt going, Matt to, Oy- is going to Oyana. Yeah. Who actually, do you know, I don't know if you know this, a few years ago they beat the leaders of the top 14. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, oh, Dean, then, Dean then, Ryan logic. Yeah, yeah. yeah, then Dean Ryan beat a team that had beaten one of the top teams. That's <laughs> at, Yeah, so M- Matt Hopper's joining the top 14 champions. That's a yes. great signing. Yeah, that's right, uh, it was Mike Brown. Oh. Mike Brown. So he's re-signed. He's re-signed. I thought it was James Interesting. Uh, so, uh, do you know what uh, this was revealed by a New Zealand um, newspaper and website this week? What is the f- tour fee that players are getting for the British and Irons, Irish Lions if they're selected for the tour? So it's a, it's a flat fee, no bonuses for winning the matches. Although there is that, so I'm just talking about what yeah. is, what's the flat fee for going on the tour? Sorry, for the Lions players or for, yeah, the, for the Lions, Lions players? players. I'm going to guess it's twenty k. So I I read this article. But I can't quite remember the figures. Man, you're I know it was well, it, it was about two point five million was the total pot, including the bonuses if they get a series victory. I'm going to say about fifty fifty five k. Yeah, maybe that's more like yeah, it. Yeah, Phil's closest seventy thousand pounds. A ten k bonus if you win the three match series. I mean, you just think compare that to England's twenty two k per match. Yeah, but, yeah, it's, but it's, I mean, it's not about that. This yeah, is about exactly. making history, not money. So I quite like it. Well, yeah, no, because but they talk- deserve to share in the spoils. No, no, no. Huge- it, it's under market value, really, isn't it? Because oh, it is. It is. It is. Yeah, massively because twenty two k times three. Well, you're already on sixty. Then you're only the. But there's ten the matches world. on the tour. Yeah, it's yeah. massively below. Yeah, yeah. Uh, would you like to know about some history? Oh, go on. Yes, please. I'll, ch- I'll just tease this now for later. Oh, what have you got, JB? Well, Ooh. it's sealed. If you can see it on um, Facebook Live. It's a little bag. It's got the Lions logo on it, and it's got a little seal. It says, do not open. It's also got a little notes from Canterbury saying, do not open until the 19th. Now, I know a few things, and it's slightly opaque, this uh, this bag. I'm guessing it's a Lions top, one of the untouchable ones. It looks like it, well, you can just about make out the Lions badge, but this is one of the official match jerseys. Exactly. So we'll put that down for later. Well, do you know what? The 19th of April is... Um, Connie, my daughter's birthday. So could I just Ooh. give that to her as a present? Can she open it? It'd certainly sa- save you a lot of um, searching around for presents. It would, yeah. <laughs> but um, but nineteenth. Oh, excellent. Yep. So nineteenth so is the, uh, is Wednesday when the squad is announced, which is after this comes out. So yeah, there you go. So gone. More quizzes. We'll get on. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So um, where am I at? Where am I at? Where am I at? Um, oh yeah, Quinn's player Mike Brown. Yeah, he's he's re-signed. Which front row player? If you believe reports, looks set to be the Lions bolter and will make the, the cut for the Lions squad on Wednesday. And I'll put as a little star an asterisk next to it and means Warren Gatlin clearly listened to the, the podcast and my contribution to the podcast <laughs> um, before selecting his squad. Or Tommy Taylor? No. Or, Tra- oh. or Sinclair? Yeah, Carl Sinclair. Sinclair. Sinclair is in, according to the Telegraph. Showed some lovely hands in the first half. I've got to say, that night. has been mooted for quite a long time now, Sinclair being in that squad. Well, yeah, well, we, well on, on our podcast that we talked about it, we didn't. We, he didn't make the cut on our yeah on, no. on our thirty-seven man. Which squad. makes me think that there is some substance to it because it keeps on coming back. Well, apparently the status is that all uh, uh, something like in the region of a hundred players have been sent a contract. Wow. In anticipation of should they be selected, they yeah. have all the paperwork in order. Oh, that's awful. I know. That's yeah. even. W- I'd rather just not have it. And so, yeah, no, no contracts at all. Yeah. 
rather than have the contract and then have the tap on the shoulder from the coach, you didn't make it. Yeah, sorry. you were considered. Yeah, but you're not quite good enough. You were our fourth choice fullback. Oh, yeah, you get that letter. Oh. You, you have that feeling. Imagine how sick people are feeling you in their what? tummy right now. They should do that right under some sort of blind trust or something which goes to the agent. So the agent knows. Yeah. The agent can put everything in, into place. Yeah. Hypothetically, would you like to go, go on Alliance? Yes or no? The start of the season, when no one's thinking about it, goes to the agent. Agent, but, right, power of attorney, yes, 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 yes. Get ready to go. It's it's all yeses. Yeah. Can yeah. you imagine what circumstances it's a no? Holiday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, holiday into New Zealand. Travelling around <laughs> <Yeah>. New Zealand. <laughs> Sorry, boss, got something booked. Yeah, would any, <laughs> would anyone say no? I, ca- I just can't see it. I even, mean, there's a lot of guys that get married at that, at that time. That's the other thing. But even on a Lions year, surely guys are just kind of not booking weddings, just yeah. in uh, kind yeah. of a hopeful optimism. You're not going to give it up to be an usher or a best man, are you? Or <laughs> maybe birth of a child, because I'm, sure I'm sure they do time things like that for now. Yeah, well, yeah. In, in the 2003 World Cup, Will Greenwood missed a week of the... yeah. The World Cup to come home, didn't he? Yeah. For the birth of his child and then go back out for the quarterfinal. When oh, that's he... a lot of flying. Yeah. Oh, God, that is a lot of flying. <sighs> so I... it wasn't with a newborn, Jay. I know you've had a one-year-old yeah. on your flight. <laughs> <laughs> right. um, the, the other two names uh, that are apparently in, Hendo, after his towering performance for Ulster. Did we call Hendo or not? Oh, no, for Ireland, sorry, for against Ireland England. against England, yeah. Uh, no, we didn't. Um Phil did a bit, uh, and and get ready, JB, because apparently we are going to see on Wednesday, if you believe the newspaper reports, a new level of peak Tio. Not playing it, mate. Not playing it until <laughs> it happens. Oh. oh, what a tease! I know. Sorry. We'll have to. We'll have Otherwise, to... everyone will just be playing horns all, all day long, every day. <laughs> yeah, it'd be, it'd be ridiculous. Well, how how can we mark it? Because the next podcast will be on sun- Not Sunday it. next we'll week. How can we mark the fact that if Peter, if peak Tio does happen? And he does make the Lions squad. We'll put out an extra podcast. <laughs> Just two minutes of horn. <laughs> yeah. We're going to so, do that. We're going to do that if he makes it. So if anything hits your inventory on Thursday morning, it's just going to be two minutes of the peak to uh, horn. It'll be one minute, 46 seconds, plus about three minutes of adverts. <laughs> uh, all this media stuff must just be hell for the players. If you are Henderson, Teo or... Sinclair or anyone else for that or even like Dan Cole because you'd imagine he's probably the player that's missing out if Sinclair's going it must just be hell yeah well yeah. Da- Dan Cole might miss out if WP Nell's fit yeah I think Dan Cole's going uh, because I, he's fit and he's a tight head I yeah think he's going. and he's his I, c- I can only think of a, a significant injury well he had his shoulder oh so it's no WP Nell yeah of course yeah, yeah Sinclair instead of WP Nell yes yeah. you're right yes L- you're right longevity yeah, if you're, you're playing right. a 10 game tour longevity right. particularly if you're tight 5 is important and mm. it's not like it's uh, oh I've got, he's had a bit of a calf issue he's had a neck issue with WP yeah. Nell yeah. so yeah you're, you're right Dan Cole will be going um, uh, but speaking of uh, Leicester what final question which Leicester international player announced his retirement from the game this oh, week I know this is sad yeah I don't understand it it must be I'm guessing it's an injury like it, it, it is uh, Marcus Ayerza, sadly. Marcus yeah, Ayerza, he yeah. last played in November, or October, November time. Not played since then and ha- has had to retire. What is the injury? I think it's a shoulder thing. Ugh. Yeah, it's before time. I mean, he, he, he should have... He, if he was going to maybe leave Leicester, it should have been to go and be a, an international playboy with the Jaguares <laughs> for, <laughs> for a couple of seasons. If, until yeah. the World Cup. He had another World Cup in him. Oh, 100%. But One of the great compliments was on Rugby Dungeon when you were talking to Flats. Yeah. Um, and you mentioned that you kind of 
thought that Ayatza, this is last season, you thought Ayatza might be kind of um, decreasing, his powers might be waning a little bit. Mm. And Flat's response, Flat's obviously is an international loose head. His response was, even if he his powers decreased 10%, and he said, arbitrary figure, I'm just pulling it out of the air, even if his powers decreased 10%, he would still be comfortably the best loose head prop in Europe. Yeah. I, do you know, I, this is what I'd say about him. There were some, not dark years, but there were some years in the Premiership when the French teams were basically sucking all yeah, the great, all the great yeah. players. He was one of the few players that you could say is genuinely world-class and has been world-class in the Premiership for what? Is it 10 years now? Uh, yeah, a good 10 years. So, real shame to see him go. Yes, definitely. Definitely, although the, the talk of players going to the Premiership is just... The money in the Premiership now—they—they they have really done a good job at turning the tables on France, like you mentioned. Well, Steve yeah. Diamond says something interesting, uh, which is, we are spending all of this money and no more people are watching the game, which I find a fascinating comment. And there's another line Does of. Does he thought, mean no, no more people are going more... to the AJ Bell Stadium? <laughs> <laughs> he might mean that. He might also mean that. Um, but, I, but the other thing is, I—I'm really worried now that this spending money is going to end up in tears and I'm worried that it's artificially inflated because BT wants to sell broadband more than Sky wants to sell broadband and that's where all the cash is coming as soon as the broadband war is over rugby's going to have some very cold hard realities I think rather than thinking one of those two um, uh, broadcasters will go away and that will the value will decrease I think more likely is another different person an entity like uh, some who knows Google well they come in and go Fingers we'll crossed. have a bit of that. Could you could you imagine um, a Netflix style uh, body where you can just pay however much it is, twenty pounds a month, and you can just watch sport? There's one in Germany. So I think that is the future. That has it has to be. Everything's going that I, way. Because I I have um, a Sky and a BT account. I don't watch anything. I watch nothing. Don't watch the affair, no. Nothing apart from don't watch sport. darts. Darts on a Thursday night. Lethal. Uh, I might occasionally flick the darts on. I don't watch any other TV. Lethal other than Weapon, sport. the TV series. <laughs> no, <laughs> I've not indulged in that yet. Babe Station. <laughs> Come Def- on, definitely not. Now, if you want to talk about an industry that's moved to the internet, Babe Station. <laughs> yeah, how is that still viable? That What's, right, rugby, rugby. Yeah, come sorry, on. yeah, <laughs> quite right, quite right, quite right. Uh, anyway, here's a, here's a rumor: Finn Russell spotted in Manchester Airport, and someone spoke to him, had a selfie with him, and he was heading off to France for a couple of days. Ooh, interesting. Yeah, so we'll watch that one with interest. What else have I spotted? Uh, oh yeah, speaking, staying with Scottish rugby and with Glasgow, actually, Sean Lamont's going to play. His last game in a, in, in a few weeks' time, and the fans are leading a crusade. There's a bit of a crusade to try and get Sean Lamont to bleach his hair blonde this. and get him to put his <laughs> gloves back on for his last oh, game. Oh yeah, yeah. They mentioned that on the thistle. I think it's a great, great campaign. Yeah. I was thinking about what what are other strong looks that when it comes to the end of other players' careers or maybe players in the past, what what are strong looks that could be um. Like that we look back at, like like Marla on his last game should go for the sausage. Oh yeah, shaved into the Hob, back of his Hob head. Works or yeah, yeah. sausage. So the there's mohawk. a couple of strong looks like I think. Obviously Andy Good for you know yeah. how he looked at towards the end of his career. Ashley Johnson is another very strong look. Yeah, yeah. Um, who else? Henson. He's had a number of them. His frosted tips that he had. Like when you remember yeah. when he had hair like the Statue of Liberty's crown. Fake, yeah. fake tan, shaved legs. His best one was like the mushroom head. 
Like, he had like, it, I like Lego hair. Yeah, I can't really describe it. It was quite, it was quite something. Yes. He's got many years left, so no point in talking about his retirement. <laughs> um, like Gloucester, like when when Johnny May or Charlie Sharples retire, every, every player on the Gloucester team should wear really long cycling shorts oh, yeah. down to the knee. Completely yeah. agreed. Re- what, forearm they protectors. Might, they might have to retire the the cycling shorts. Yeah, that's oh. a that's when, a better when idea. Sharples goes. Uh, I'm trying to think of it. Yeah, forearm protectors. Does anyone still wear a forearm protector? Yeah, Scott, um, Big Ben S- Tio does, doesn't he? Scott Quinnell for uh, broadcasting still wears one. <laughs> <laughs> Under the suit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and massive shoulder pads. Who's the player who has... Oh, yeah, um, Johnny Sexton. His yeah. last game, everyone sh- should wear, like, uh, like out Pointy of Dallas in the yes. 80s. Huge. But, but still can't quite fit his shirt. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It has just reminded me of an Instagram post by Will Genia I saw a couple of days ago, which was Jules Plisson, uh, who is most famous for being <laughs> smashed by <laughs> Courtney Laws. Laws yes. <laughs> Turned upside down and inside out by Courtney Laws. Anyways, a picture of Plisson. It was a, a black and white... I want to say tasteful, but it wasn't tasteful. It was a black and white photo of Plisson naked, face down, with his buttocks... Uh, Pointing provocatively in the air. It's an intro. Check out Will Genya's <laughs> Instagram I- account <laughs> if you want to. I- I'm sure I've tempted a lot of people with that. Mm. One day I'll tell you the story about when I got seduced by a high court judge. But uh, that's, <laughs> that's for uh, an- another wow. day. Wow. You pulled special- out some incredible teases today. Yeah. Special podcast for that one, I think. Um, right. How about some games? Do you want to talk about some games? Yeah. Shall I, shall I talk about the game I went to? Go on. Go on then. Because one of us has actually been to a live game. Um, well, I guess we all went to the the live Romania game. In the last month, one of us have been to another live game. Yep. The Sharks versus the Hag- Nata- Natal oh, no. Sharks versus the Haguares. Yeah. Was this the worst game in history? This was... <laughs> uh, I was hoping for a magnificent... The conditions were glorious. It was 32 degrees, not a breath of wind. Nice, warm, still, dry day. And... Neither team seemed capable or willing to play any rugby at all. Even the Jaguars. Even What's the Jaguars. Happened? Especially the, ha- well, the Jaguars this season. The Jaguars at times. So Sanchez was kicking a lot. It's, it almost seemed like a, a tactic to, to kick, but the kicks were poorly executed. Um, Sharks were also kicking a lot. They moved. So Lambie's injured, and they brought in a young lad at fly half who didn't have a great game at all. Um, and neither team seemed kind of capable of playing much rugby there's a couple of tries scored but nothing great what was good was it cost me me and my lovely wife uh for two tickets great seats and we had uh about eight beers between the four beers each during the game all of that for less than 20 pounds what <laughs> which is it it's, seems... outrageous, mate, it's outrageous out there it is outrageous <laughs> i can say that the the Exchange rate, you felt it this time going to the states. Oh yeah, was it one for one ish? It was no, one one twenty five. Yeah, but I remember going. I remember going within the last few years, and it was one seventy. Yeah, and it just you you really felt it. Didn't stop me buying about half a dozen pairs of uh, Adidas trainers. But there you go. <laughs> I noticed you're sporting some new. Uh, oh, this is just vintage. one of many. One of many. But in in uh, in South Africa, so even in good restaurants, a beer t- between twenty and thirty rand, which is it's ridiculous. One, it's ridiculous. 130 to 180. A glass of wine, 25 to... And that's in a restaurant. That's in a, that's right. in a restaurant. That's in, 
So me and Claire had a steak in what's supposed to be the best steakhouse in Durban. Um, a huge steak, loads of sides, two glasses of wine each, desserts, all for 30 quid. Just over 30 quid. Wow. Which in England would be 100 plus pounds. It's highly, highly recommended. Yeah, it's the exchange rate is incredible. Life pod, life pod. Yeah. <laughs> um, right. Shall we talk about Harlequins Exeter? Yes. Friday night's game. So, a, cu- a couple of interesting ones for you here. From what I can read, no one has got more bonus points than than, than Exeter. Another important point. Try bonus to... points. That is. Yes, try yeah, bonus points. Yeah. Another interesting thing is this was the Premiership's first ever full Zimbabwean back row. Kai Horseman, uh, Kai Horseman, Dave Ewers, Dave Ewers, Don Armand, and Don, Don Armand, Armand yeah. yeah, nice. So there we go, and it was quite the game actually. The um, d- have either of you seen this? Yeah, I've seen extended highlights. Oh, I, I've not seen any of it. I've so caught up to all, but let's just talk about some of the scores. I mean, the first Quinns try was classic Quinns, and you think, yeah, we've got a real good game going on here, and then it just sort of went backwards. It went backwards for two reasons. One. I just think that Exeter know how to win games late on. They've not lost now in seven, maybe. Could even be longer, yeah. longer than that. Uh, Lockie Turner, and I, I've got a theory to propose on this. Lockie Turner looked absolutely classy. He scored two, two, two late tries. They had Slade at 10. And here's my theory. Um, I've said it before. Exeter are going to have to go backwards before they go forwards. Because what they effectively have is an incredibly well-drilled, incredibly disciplined, killing machine of a team but what they don't have like Saracens do is that layer of flair which they can just overlay and they've got all the organisation then a bit of gameplay on top of that do you think they don't have that flair not yet but they've kind of got it ready to go okay so you've got Slade you've got Devoto you've got Lockie Turner it's interesting Slade and Devoto Campagnaro oh my god it's it's interesting that Slade, Devoto, Campagnaro see Seems to be looking like their new midfield yeah. axis. Yeah, I, I think they're bringing these boys in slowly. Uh, I think at the start of the season they gave it a go, didn't really work, went back to type, and I think they're trying to slowly evolve this game. And if they manage to do it, I'm not sure they will for a season, season or two, because it's such a big departure. They are going to be awesome, like well, the, European level, awesome. So Exeter are near enough guaranteed um, top four. Mm. They want that home semi final though. Yeah, they're, yeah. The the only downside to this win for Exeter, and you tell me if I'm thinking, if you think I'm wrong, the only try that they that they scored, which was purely of their making, was probably the Slade one, chipped and chipped again. Everything else felt like Harlequin's mistakes. So the Campagnaro one, Mike Brown gets done in the air, bounces a few hands, he goes to tackle in the corner, doesn't trust Visser, misses his tackle, Campagnaro goes over. But but that, Sar- the Sar- skill Sar- involved in that Campagnaro yeah. try though, the two offloads. The, the, the out the back door yeah, Mike, switch yeah, by but Mike Brown does his job well and it's over and, uh, and Saracens are a team who capitalise on this they, they, they are yeah, you're incredible right. agreed but the, flip, the, the flip side of that coin is Saracens don't make mistakes True. so you know you can capitalise on mistakes Saracens don't make mistakes so you can't capitalise on those mistakes and I think that's just the difference between Exeter and Quinns uh, there's too many mistakes in Quinns game and I, I don't really know what they do from here for the record Exeter are definitely guaranteed top four, but they do want that. Uh, yeah, they do want that uh, home semi-final. Well, it is which the is, squad's is, is aim, in isn't hands. it, to to finish at the at the top. So it would be really interesting with Exeter to see whether Slade is trusted at ten for the if they get to this. Well, they will get to a semi-final. They are definitely get to a semi-final. Whether Slade gets the nod at ten, or whether they 
revert to type and go for a safe pair of hands. I don't think I'd play Slade at 10. No way, not in a big game. They have been doing in these yeah. in these really, really important games. They have Northampton at home and Gloucester away but, you know, as their final two fixtures. So looking at the league as well, it is in Exeter's hands whether they finish in the top uh, in the top two home semi-final, hmm. which means that it's out of Saracen's hands whether they get a home semi-final. Saracen's last game of the season? Away to Wasps. Is it? Ooh. See, I'm going to make it... I've got a list of... Of the regular season, obviously. Yeah. But Saracens, two years ago, yep. finished fourth and still won the whole thing. Is that right? They finished fourth? Yeah. Bloody hell. So, I've got a a list of unpopular predictions or unlikely predictions, which I think could come true. And one of my predictions is next year, Wasps will not finish in the top four. We actually Gone. predicted that this this year, didn't we? Did we? I don't remember. Yeah, I seem to... Yeah. And we also, we predicted Northampton would do yeah. and Wasps wouldn't do. Yeah. Oh, Northampton should have done. Well... They should be in the top four. I know it shoulda, woulda, coulda, but... If if only rugby games were 76 minutes long, Tim. <laughs> if only. <laughs> uh, we, we, we trained so hard for 76 minutes this week. <laughs> we can't figure out what's going wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have to go when it's lunch. <laughs> I love the. Well, I don't. I love. I feel, I've. It's awkward. Let me. I'm trying to find the gif of. Um, yeah, here we go. The little video of Jim Malinder losing his temper on the side of the pitch. Have a watch of this. Oh no! Well, he's obviously was just devastated. This has happened so many times. Is that a small boy? He's kicking a small boy. It's a. A load of water bottles go yeah. flying across the turf. <laughs> well, you know, absolutely livid. Uh, it's kind of bittersweet this because at least they're playing rugby now and the fault here doesn't lie the f- with the fact that they lost against uh, Saracens in the last minute it, it, uh, that's neither here nor there the fact of the matter is they played atrociously awful rugby at the start of the season and that's why they're in the situation that, that, that they are they are playing rugby like you should now be playing at the start of the season and then you need to tweak it later on. They they are, yeah. They basically killed themselves er, um, early doors with the firing of Alex King and yeah. all of that which went before it. So, no sympathy from me. But I mean, the firing of Alex King. I mean, last season their back and at the start of this season their backs were not firing particularly well. No. So, but yeah, it's an odd time to do it mid-season, isn't it, or part way through the season? Just a quick observation from this week's games. Tamona Harrison played. He came off the bench. Yeah, for pickamoles. Do you think there's a new category of player, and that is abrasive? When <laughs> you hear the word abrasive, is that code for not particularly good at anything, but tries hard? Really, really tries hard. Though. Yeah, like Mike Brown was called abrasive. I was like, oh, backhanded compliment. <laughs> yeah, like they, they, there's also another one you quite often hear the vernacular. They'll go, oh, uh, another muscular showing by so and so, which kind of means clumsy, probably going to knock the ball on, just, but might, might make a ball carry every now and again. Oh, he's so abrasive. Well, you, you can pass ball. No, no, he's abrasive. <laughs> I mean, Saracens rested quite a few players for their game uh, this week. And once again, they just do not know when they're beaten. No. No. Mentality of that squad is just incredible. Do you know what might help them win the final? No. No. Bringing back the cock tap. Uh, And (laughs) Exeter's cock tap. tap. Not Not only would it help them, I know the exact reason that it's stopped. Right. Well, let's just let's just rewind a minute because I think we were the pioneers of spotting the cock tap many many moons ago, <laughs> and uh, made it a big part of our podcast. Uh, and then we noticed some while ago that the, the cock tap, the Exeter celebration of tapping your mates, meat, well, meat and two veg after they scored a try, 
um, was, was was gone. So, firstly, why did it start, JB? Well, I'll tell you after you tell everyone about Cornerstone. <laughs> oh, you are, what's happened? Have you gone on a on a on a radio course for the last two weeks? How to I, tease? I have got one of the best radio mentors that there is, Tim, and that is and that is your wife. Oh yeah, and I've actually bought bought her videos. So there oh, you go. There you go. So it was a good tease. Uh, so yes, we'll get to that in just a moment. But Cornerstone, as you know, is the finest razor on the market. Do you know what? I spoke to uh, I saw them adverts for it in the US. It's oh. it's growing. I mean, it started small in the UK as a venture. It's growing. It's taken over because it is the best. Better than Gillette. Better than Wilkinson Sword. Better than all the other supermarket-owned brands. If you want the best razor you can get and you want it really, really cheap, then you can with us because for just £4, you can get the best razor on the market, half a dozen of them, and a free aluminium engraved shaft. Your initials on it. Beautiful aluminium shaft in a cornerstone presentation box. If that is, you just go to... So I was going to say that was the price of a pint, but only in England, in South Africa, you can get oh, smashed four, for that. Yeah, yeah, four pints at least. So, uh, yeah, anyway, go to cornerstone.co.uk slash eggchasers, cornerstone.co.uk slash eggchasers, or... Egg 10 at checkout. Cocktap. Yeah, so... Um, <laughs> Actually, very noble beginning. It was for testicular cancer awareness. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. that, that's that's why they did it. Uh, <laughs> now, the funny did part... They, the, the, the problem so, is that no one yeah. was, became aware that, of, of why they were doing it. They, just kept that, they kept that bit to themselves. I mean, this is the danger, isn't it, when you do the cheap thing and raise awareness for... I'm doing inverted commas with my fingers now. Uh, raising <laughs> awareness for charity, whether you know, you're cycling over the... you know, Whether you're fulfilling a lifetime achievement or whatever it is, no one really knows what, what it's about. And the best part about this is... You give something like this to a bunch of lads, and it's obviously going to escalate into something completely different. So a few nice parts of the story. Uh, what started off as like a little tap, obviously got very much exaggerated as everyone's <laughs> trying to like outdo each other. And apparently they were watching like um, videos uh, do the, on the video analysis session. And if someone wasn't into it, they go, "That's weird. He he didn't get involved. <laughs> why, why are you looking? <laughs> and you can imagine it, can't you? Like, yeah. hey, you okay, mate? It's, we just think it's a bit weird that you're not, you know, you know." Okay. Tapping his cock. <laughs> you know. Yeah, you can imagine Rob Baxter stepping in and going, look, boys, uh, we're, we're a squad. We do things together. Here we go. I've got it. And he'd, he'd have some stock footage of a highlights reel of the best slow motion, best cock taps. Well, but it's, it's a fine line for Baxter because if you're a bit too vigorous, mm. you could have Jack Noel out for weeks oh, on yeah. end. Weeks. Yeah. So um, there was that. Uh, what was the other nice part about this, which I... Uh, oh, yeah. So, anyway, they started getting a bit of heat uh, from it. And I think it's you know, the extra examiner or whatever the hell is down there have started noticing. So, next thing that, that you know, they're forming, like, big huddles trying to, like, hide, hide it. Hide, <laughs> hide, uh, uh, hide the which, is, which is the opposite of raising awareness. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And I think this is when they did something very, ex, ex, very Exeter-ish. And they said... Um, Convoys. I think we kind of lost sight about why we're doing this, so they've kind of stepped away from it now. So that's why the cock tap is cock tap is no longer. But um, I want to, um, you know, just to raise awareness for our podcast more more than anything else. Um, what's his name? Ten. P- please give me the name of the extra ten again. Steenson. Steenson has got himself a little a little pub back in his house, uh, and I uh, I know he's already got a name for it, but wow. I want to make him one of those proper pub signs. Yes. Post over. I want to say the X to cock tap because that's what it should be called. Yes. yes. De- it, Do they call it the cock tap? Because we coined the phrase. Oh, cock I don't know. Tap. I don't know. We coined the phrase the cock tap. Yeah, we just speak about it among among ourselves, don't we? So yeah. I don't know. So you, on the on the pub sign, you'd have the the cock tap or the X to cock tap. Yeah. But you'd have 
a picture of a cockerel. On a tap? On a tap or a cockerel by a tap. No, on a, a cockerel on a beer tap. On a beer tap. Yeah. It, it, it yeah. actually could be a pub. If you're a publican out there. Ex- well, what about a penis in it? No, that won't work. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no, that no. won't work. <laughs> I mean, just thank, let's all, all be thankful they weren't raising awareness for breast cancer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure a lot of the female <laughs> female fan base are very thankful for that. Well, some of them. Uh, right, okay. Uh, moving on. Shall we talk about Leicester and Newcastle? Yes. Matt O'Connor's first home game at Welford Road. Harry Thacker starting at seven he's, for the so, first time in the Premiership. Yeah. So I've noticed he's actually been uh, frequently wearing the 20 shirt on the yeah, bench. Yeah. So we, they've had uh, McGuigan um, as their number two and he. He's also been... All right, I'm going to ask a stupid question now. I, I genuinely don't know the answer to this. What numbers on the subs' backs do they correspond with? 16 when... hooker, 17 loose head, 18 tight head, 19 lock, lock. 20 back row or utility forward, yeah. Yeah. 21 scrum half, 22 fly, fly half, half slash utility back, yeah. 23 back Outside three. Outside back. Had yeah. no idea. Unless you're Toulon, who's 20... I was going to say, they don't it's have five, to be that. It's 5-2 well, split, isn't it? Well, no... So Toulon even so they often have uh six two split. But that's not obligatory by the way, those no, numbers no. you can have whatever you want. That's it's just not. the formal that's just what people do. But Toulon, even when they have a five three split, they always have their reserve tight head in the number twenty three jersey. Because uh twenty three was the additional prop that was brought in. Oh I see. So you previously had seven subs. How do you know this? Uh I don't know. Huh. Just an observation. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Fascinating stuff. Yeah, you previously had seven with only one prop. You were generally someone who could cover both sides, or you'd have someone in your three that could cover both sides. But now it's so the tight head prop is always the, high, the highest number because he was the in, extra in Toulon. Yes, because that is the additional player. There we go. Mm. Very good. Yeah, good game. Um, I kind of wonder if this is kind of like well, you've got two kids, Tim. Do you know when they fall out and? It's over something, and you're right to settle this. Neither of you can have it, and I, I wonder if that's what they've done with their coaches, really. Um, and that's why Matt Connor has show, shown up. But credit to him, this is a really impressive win. Um, the attack looked good. One thing which bothers me, and I, it's just a, a, th- a you know a random thought whilst watching it, is Jack Roberts is leaving at the end of the year. Now, no one thinks Jack Roberts is a world class centre by any stretch, but he is always there. And when mm-hmm. he goes, presumably that will mean that Tamua. And Manu have got to step up. And between them, they've had two <laughs> games all season. Yeah. And I just wonder, are they really under, undervaluing a guy? And same with uh, Owen Williams to a certain degree. Are they really undervaluing a guy who is there all the time in exchange for some big names? It, that is the conundrum, isn't it? Yeah. That is the professional rugby problem. That you bring these young lads through, they are there, they're available, they're consistent even if they're not necessarily outstanding. And they're certainly less valued than the big names. What I would say is he's been he's been in Leicester teams where the team plays really badly and have awful results. He's been in teams where they have really great results. I don't think he is necessarily contributing in either direction. Yeah, yeah. He's no, just, say that. Exactly as you described, he's just kind of there, but, does a, a competent job, and there is a value. I, I agree with what you say. But what happens if he's not there? Yeah, I mean, well, no, I agree with that. What I thought was interesting, and he won't be there next season, he'll be at, at the team he was playing against, but Mamoz... Having a, a real class centre, a class operator in the centre seems to have made a big, big difference to Leicester. Yes. Yeah. And so you're right that they need players in those positions, but Mamaz, just the the little touches, the offloads, the mm. 
Who's the, the other guy going to Newcastle? So obviously when Moz is going, there's another guy. There, uh, isn't there? The uh, I can't remember. Matavesi, Josh Matavesi in yeah. the centre is That's going. That's not bad, you know. But um, Moz and Sacchino will be one of the classiest centre pairings in the league. Yeah. Uh, uh, and if they can get the best out of the back three. I don't think Sacchino played this week, did he? I've, I've not seen the I, game. I can't I've not seen the game. But um, yeah, it, it's interesting. And the other thing is Newcastle have had some noticeably good results. They got as high as sixth, I think, did they not? Yeah. At yeah. one point. Yeah, yeah. And I wonder if people have just started to watch the videos and gone, actually, this isn't too difficult to beat. And because they did it playing attractive rugby, well, which which way do they go now? Because you can't really go back and not play attractive rugby. So you can set up to play attractive rugby in the future to beat some of the teams. <laughs> Their set piece was awful. Yeah, they are. It was but, really uh, bad. Dave um, Wilson. Wilson in particular was very poor. Decline, yeah. he, he is a declining force. Yeah. yeah. It makes sense why Bath ditched him now, to be yeah. fair. And uh, Ben Youngs was good, Ben Youngs. He was that, that bonus point use. try that he scored was just electric. Yeah, very, very, very impressive stuff. But, but really interesting, like you say, Thacker being utilised as a back row starting at seven, and McGuigan being chosen at hooker ahead of Youngs. So here's a thought for you: o- O'Connor's come in and he's freshened it up. Yeah. Summer tour. How about Brendan O'Connor going on the England England tour? tour. Yeah. Bloody good player. He is a good player. He's mm. a very, very good. He player. can do pretty much everything. He's not massive. But he tackles well, he steals and well. And Clifford's going to be out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'd like to see Brent, Brendan O'Connor in in, in England shirt. Yeah, it'd be a massive, uh, um, a massive addition to that squad. Certainly so, uh, more than uh, Mike Williams. For yeah, a, for example, hundred yeah. percent more than Mike Williams. <laughs> he has got more hair than any other man alive. <laughs> I mean, he, not, like, he's got like, you know how Stephen Gerrard has a has a has a hairline that just means that there is no forehead there. Yeah. No, <laughs> bizarre. <laughs> Freddie Burns looked really good as well. In, yeah. a, in a way that at times George Ford did not look good well, for Bath. Well, that's an interesting point, isn't it? Because uh, one of the sticking points. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Apparently with Major, was he was very keen on Burns. He's like, well, I'd rather keep the guy who's here rather than go after Ford. And the Leicester board disagreed with this, and then he was out. But, but yeah, he was a, he was a big fan. Burns is always going to look good when it opens up in a game like that. Yeah, playing Newcastle at home, you expect Freddie. If Freddie Burns doesn't look good in that game, yeah, he's never going to look good. What's the difference though between him and Ford? Because Ford might be maybe just ten you percent know, better than Burns 
but fundamentally the same player. Just feels a bit more accomplished all around. Yeah. Apart, well, neither of them are particularly good tacklers, are they? But if he's only ten percent better than Burns, you know, arbitrary figure, is yeah. he worth the amount of money extra that they're going to pay him over yeah. Burns? <laughs> yeah. That'd be my question. And with the amount that they're not going to have him available. Yes, exactly. Which is a very good point actually. And Burns will, unless something miraculous happens, Burns will be available all season. Well, mm. let's let's jump over to Bath then because this was a significant Ooh. game. It's part of the reason which sealed Bristol's fate, which was going to happen anyway sooner or later. But Worcester getting a win at home against Bath. Uh, I think Bath deserved to lose just purely for that grey kit. Uh, the sooner they get <laughs> it, rid of that, the better. It's it awful. It's dreadful kit. It's... Dreadful change kit. And their, their, their starting kit is so good. Good to see Banners back. Banners! Yeah, very good. Doing what Banners does. Yeah. Um, what is there to say about this game? Uh, basically, on this one, uh, it tells me that Worcester have done everything right, except not sign halfbacks. And now they've got half the jigsaw puzzle in, they look like a much better team. God knows what they'd be like with an actual ten rather than Mills, <laughs> who's who's re-signed this week. I'd like to see Mills go back in, back into centres. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He hit a whopper of a pen from fifty-eight yeah. metres. Good player. Wow. I've said this for a long time. I, I, I like Ryan Mills a lot. Uh, if they get a really classy ten, these guys could be serious. But here, here's a problem: there's only so many tens available. So yeah, and, and guess here, the same for everyone. And Sale. here's a problem: are they? going to get enough good ball yeah I think so to use them I think the so the pack seems competent doesn't it yeah uh, Gary Golds they'll make him you know ni- ni- uh, nice and dead hard uh, yeah he'll be yeah, <laughs> absolutely fine but what? they need a 10 what about Bath I don't know how to assess them because oh. they have just capitulated they've just crapped the bed yeah what a strange time and place to capitulate though <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah we're going to battle for fourth but not really yeah we'll try up to a point but then just roll over yeah, they were pretty poor. It'd be so frustrating if you're a Bath fan. Because even a few games ago in the league, they were looking like top four was a, a near certainty. It was mm. theirs to lose. Yeah. And now... Yeah, I, I can't see them getting into top four. I don't think they're good enough. Uh, well, no, that so the, they are now four points off Leicester with two games remaining. And uh, Leicester have Worcester away on the final game and Sale at home, so... Bath have got Gloucester at home and, Bath, uh, and, and Sale, at home. Sale away. Sale away even, yeah, sorry. Yeah, it's going to yeah. be tough, isn't it? We've been making excuses for Bath most of the season with the injuries they've had, the players yeah. unavailable. They had all their internationals back. They've had players returning from injury. Francois Lowe was back. And they kept the same team selection for the first time in months, two games in a row with the same 15. Do you think it's just yeah. luck of the draw to a certain extent, which is when they've had a weaker team, they've had weaker opposition? Because when they have gone into battle against the top four teams with the exception of Leicester who they beat um, they have just got absolutely hammered they lost a close one against Exeter but against Saracens against uh, against Wasps it was, it was a bloodbath yeah well the, the game that I went to watch when Bath hosted Wasps mm. you were there Tim yeah and Bath were summarily outplayed for the whole 80 minutes they, n- they never looked like they were even going to be close to being in the game yeah, I completely agree. Um, I don't think they're a top four team. I hadn't, well, I don't know. I've kind of been pretty cold. I mean, I thought they'd finish eighth this season, so I'm completely wrong on Bath anyway. But you look at the names in their squad, yeah, and they should be out and out top four. They are class international players throughout. Well, the reason I didn't think they would do so well this season, and maybe it's bearing fruit now, is that they have all these names, and they seem to sign players with big names almost like for the sake of signing players with big names yeah 
But yet they didn't have a, a, co- a coaching structure. They had Darren Edwards and they had Toby Booth, who were very good coaches in, the, in their own right, but they're not the head of rugby. They're not the head coach. They're not the director of rugby. And I thought it'd take a season for them to bed in anyway. In my mind, they've, over, they've actually overperformed. You, there is that argument that Blackadder only came in late in pre-season. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see if Blackadder brings anyone from the Crusaders who are unbeaten, top of Super Rugby at the moment, unbeaten this season. Who do you reckon he'd be interested in? Oh, they've got a... Well, <laughs> Richie Moonga. Richie Moonga is the one I was thinking. But um, Whitelock, Moody, Reed, bring any of those boys in. They've got two, one of their wingers, I can't remember his name, scored a hat-trick this weekend, just got a, admittedly against the Sunwolves, but got a first-half hat-trick. This is one of the things that makes me think, actually, I, while there is the money and while the table has been turned and the flow of players is coming to the Avicii Premiership more so than top 14 or wherever else, it does make me think that actually now I want a, a closed shop um, so that we don't just have loads of big names, former international players that are no longer international players well, coming I, into the Premiership. Yeah. I, yeah. So the two things that I think on that is, you know, you, you're primarily right. Um, but more to the point is it's not the way to build a squad. Uh, I mean, uh, look at Worcester. I've just said that they've done everything the right way. They have to a degree. But I don't think that their big players really added much. Whereas you look at Saracens, who... Who hard, who hard aside. Who hard, yeah. yeah completely big time. Yeah, where, whereas Saracens do the opposite, which is they bring in a lot of lads from the academy. Mm. I think that's the only way to do it, because of the value. Well, a good way to look is um, across the Irish Sea as well. Le- yes. Leinster in particular are so good at bringing a handful of... Uh, not even necessarily the biggest names, mm. um, but a handful of international players, but bringing through the youth... Um, so yeah, that's the kind of model, and I, I think if a closed shop allows that to happen, why not? Yeah, uh, the other thing as well is we always go on about a salary cap. I've had a new idea. Well, not a new idea. It happens in other sports, but something even more important, which is a minimum spend. You have to spend a minimum on on um, on your squad. Well, I, I would just like some transparency. I'd like to understand who is spending what. Yeah, because we we don't have any transparency at all. It, it should be published. Yeah. Definitely. Any other games in the Avicii Premiership that anyone would particularly want to talk about? Yeah, let's talk about um, Sale. Uh, and oh no, hang on, there's two games I want to talk about. Sale, Sale Gloucester. Brief, like like in fairness, in my, no, no, good uh, as the game was with 69 points. Let's just talk about Gloucester. Just just okay. Gloucester rather okay. than Sale. So um, no, none of this is having any bearing on the rest of the season in any capacity. No, well it will for next season when it's Gloucester's year. So um, <laughs> definitely next season. Definitely next season. Um, Johan Ackerman's coming across and he might be a little put off by the challenge looking at their league position but looking at their play yesterday it was really impressive Mark Atkinson was involved pretty much in everything that was good in the Gloucester performance did he start in the centre? he did he started at 10 uh, sorry he started at 12, 12. Yeah. Um, Trinder scored two tries not seen him pretty much all season yeah Billy Burns outstanding May uh, only relatively late on in the season got, got, got back in First, oh, of course, uh, Tom Marshall. Tom Marshall. Another guy. Who was the top point scorer in fantasy rugby draft this week in the entire league. Why didn't you play him? He was sat on my bench. Agonson threw a, trip, a triple miss pass. He then did a, 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 a dummy a switch. Billy, a 12 tree, Billy 12 Tree style triple miss pass. Um, not Billy. Into touch, that would be. Yeah, not Billy 12 Tree style as the, such. The kind of thing that Billy 12 Trees would attempt. Exactly. But just executed <laughs> correctly. Yeah, by my count, I think Gloucester have got at least three centres that are over six foot, six foot four, which they which I play at 12. I'm going to be devil's advocate here and say 
it's fine to play like that when you're playing against Sale after you've completely screwed up the chance of yeah. getting yeah. your top six European Cup spot. But that's what a mediocre team does, play really well when nothing's on the line. Completely agree. Uh, that's, yeah, that's the nature of the beast. Uh, the only mitigating factors are, like I say, we've not seen three or four of those lads all season in the back division. It will be. So I am eagerly awaiting Ackerman's arrival. Mm. Um, being in South Africa, um, I watched a couple of, well, one interview in particular where he's talking in Afrikaans. Um, it's very emotionally charged interview from Ackerman's talking about kind of the unity um, of the team that he built and then I, I you, make, you make it sound like you were un, you could you were un, you were speaking fluent Afrikaans <laughs> then. <laughs> I was listening to his uh, Afrikaans oh, interview and it was incredibly passionately oh, what the messages he was the, saying. Those subtitles they really got across <laughs> that message all in italics. <laughs> um, and I read a couple of good interviews. Um, South African rugby magazine in Swahili, which yeah. I picked up. Yeah. <laughs> um, one in particular with Rohan. Yancy van, van Rensburg, uh, who went off injured, looked like quite a nas- nasty mm. injury um, against in a brilliant win by the Lions against the Stormers. Anyway, his interview with um, South Africa Rugby Magazine, talking about how because he was a Blue Bulls Academy player, and Ackerman brought him in, and he was so complimentary about Ackerman um, and what he's done for that that team. So very exciting, and and the. If either of you saw the Lions' performance away at the Stormers, yeah. the Stormers who just beat the Chiefs, who were up until that point unbeaten and were outstanding, Lions, their team performance, a couple of the tries they scored, and their defensive shift was phenomenal. So if you can bring some of that to Gloucester, then it it actually could be next Gloucester's year. It's next a year. mentality Gloucester need, much like yeah. much like Northampton yeah. have screwed it in the last few minutes. Gloucester nine times in the Premiership this season have been in games where the difference between the two sides at full time is seven points or less. Yep. They've drawn two, lost seven of those. Ooh, stacks up completely. They haven't won a single one of those games where it's been within seven points. Well, Johan Ackerman, from what I can tell, just speaking widely, is basically the South African version of Todd Blackadder. First and foremost, he's a really good bloke. Um, what he's going to be like tactically and strategically, who knows? Do we know the status of Carl Ferns? He's definitely not going now. Is that definitely right? Definitely not going, yeah. So is he definitely staying, or is he definitely not going to Gloucester? Uh, I, I believe he's not going because he's staying. Well, I understand that the offer Leon have made yeah. is substantially b- bigger, but I don't know any more than that. I don't know if Gloucester are going to say, yeah, fine, sign, you know, sign that deal after you've signed for us. I, I, d- I simply don't know if this has to work its way through some sort of ar- ar- well, arbitration situation. It all comes down to the um, the Hoosen. Houston. Well, um, situation where he's reneged on a contract, yeah, and, and the Solomona situation, although that is slightly different because it's two different sports. What where, where he's reneged on saying he doesn't want to play for England, <laughs> <laughs> that as well. Uh, but yeah, it's there needs to be a precedent set. If the players have signed a contract, regardless of what the terms are, they have to honour the contract. They have to honour that contract. Well, they they need to understand that if you sign a contract, you are bound to a commitment. I would go slightly in a different direction here. So yes, that is important. But do you really want that guy yeah. in your dressing room? It must have been mutually. Like, look, Gloucester haven't come out and made any sort of noises that they're, or we've been let down by Carl Ferns. No, nothing's been said, has they it? Ne- they never actually, no, nothing's been said from them. So they're mm. obviously 
And also, Unless they're just still going along with, well, we expect him to turn up on the 1st of July, he will be at training. That's what his contract says. Which would be a very bizarre way to go about things because it makes it more contentious. I mean, I, I'm, it's, I'm it's a not... bit disappointed in Carl Ferns in, the, in a sense that even if Leon's offer was 150 grand more, let's say, imagine it, it was double. Imagine, mean... imagine it was double. I don't, yeah, I don't, kind of don't really care. I almost think yeah, what one of the messages Carl Ferns is saying is, I'm probably not good enough to play for England. Yeah, I'd which... like him to have been a little bit more ambitious than that. Yeah, well, that, that, I'm with you. I'm 100 with you. Tim. I'll tell you now. Uh, I think he might be the best eight in France. I mean, his performances He's... this year. He's I think a hell he, of an eight. He would be good enough to play for England. I just don't think the money's there. Uh, that, well, if, I don't know. If if you play for England, if you play fifteen tests for England, you're three hundred k. Well, you don't know how much uh, Leon have offered him. Well, but this is the only. <laughs> this is the first Leon team to ever manage to stay up. Now I don't know how they went this week. This weekend they beat. No, did they? Uh, La Rochelle. So they beat. La, they've only got two more games left. I'm sure, they beat La Rochelle. Do you know how many points difference there is between fifth and eleventh in the top fourteen? Oh. No, well, I know it's, it's very fine. A single point. Yeah. So can second, I, bo- they, second bottom to fifth. They would so, just win their home games. Yeah. yeah. Win your home games, lads. It's so, fine. Let's let's jump from top fourteen across the Irish Sea and what landmark? This is one of the questions I was going to say earlier. What landmark milestone did Connacht captain John Muldoon become the first player um, to achieve? I know. Go on. Go on. It was 300, wasn't it? 300 caps. Oh, wow. Congratulations, yeah. John Muldoon. That yeah. is an impressive shift. It is. Well, that just shows what happens when you actually get put through the meat grinder of the uh, Pro 12 <laughs> and you're not an international. How many games you can play. Yeah. How many trips to Dragons Away? Zebra. Treviso. Treviso. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you know what we have? Yeah, how many lovely... Yeah. Nice... Uh, Treviso and Zebum, that must be a good trip. Because it's, it. it's not that arduous, and you get to spend a couple of nights in Italy. Yeah, but I don't think it, like, Italy is a place of extremes. There's extreme beauty. Yeah. And then you kind of have the outskirts of the town. I mean, I've been to, I, I went to actually do jiu-jitsu in Genoa. <laughs> not Genoa. Um, where's the uh, Romeo and Juliet place? Verona. Verona. Verona, beautiful. A mile outside the city, horrendous. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, what you see of Italy and actually where these stadiums are, I reckon are two completely different things. I think that that must be the case if people ever bothered to step off the tourist track, the track <laughs> yeah. in in the UK somewhere. Just uh, oh yeah, oh just oh London. Yeah. What London's wonderful. Stra- oh Stratford. my god. Yeah. No. <laughs> well, wander a mile south of Manchester City Centre, and you'll yeah. be strolling through Moss Side. Yeah. That is true. Which I would not recommend to anyone. Yeah, so uh, maybe maybe they're good trips. I don't I don't even think they're in particularly nice places in Italy, are, are they? We should talk about the Connor Leinster game. Oh, that was a great game. Don't know. No, uh, 24-37. Seven try spectacle. Um, magnificent game. Leinster. Obviously, Connor is a very difficult place to go and play. Leinster kind of showing what they do best. Excellent. <laughs> Congratulations, Leinster. I can't I, I, believe we've got to this point in the podcast and JB hasn't mentioned a game that happened at the Principality Stadium. I'm saving up for the end. Well, you'll notice I'm wearing my RGC at 14.04 top. I thought you were talking about Judgment Day. No, mate. No, no one cares about <laughs> Judgment Day. Um, RGC, 
the guys from North Wales, the guys who were meant to achieve nothing, the guys we were told we were told it wouldn't be possible. Sounds like a movie. Sounds like a Hollywood movie. They were yeah. told. We were told. Yeah. They'd never amount to anything. The men in suits came down. No, it, do you know what? It wasn't even the men in suits. I mean, yeah, there is that nasty portion of South Wales that you know, <laughs> aren't interested in rugby whatsoever. They're just interested in bickering. Um, but actually, in North Wales itself, it was pretty bad because the higher ups or people around the club, oh, there's just not enough talent here. There's not enough interest here. Well, there clearly is. And this weekend, RGC won the Welsh Cup against Pontypridd, and it was one hell of a game. Um, to be fair, they made hard work of it, but they won the Welsh Cup, which is quite incredible. And they might even have a chance of going to the playoffs in the Premiership and winning that as well. There's which the, is just an outstanding achievement. Unfortunately for RGC, their win has been overshadowed by <laughs> a chunky winger for Caerphilly stepping... Shane Williams doing him on the outside as Shane Williams played for a village team. Oh, is that right? His brother's a man. His brother's village yeah. team, a man, in the same finals day at the Principality Stadium. Oh, is that the plate or the ball? Yeah. 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 Well, it's an incredible achievement for RGC, and uh, hear me now, believe me later. That place will become a region. I don't know who it's going to be at the expense of, but it will become a region. Oh, do you want? Do you want to hear Simon Zebo's player, Mike? Uh, yes. Um, the Disney NFL is great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's cool. Um, so anyway, Jonathan Spratt's forward is one of our favourites. <laughs> this is my favourite one since Jonathan Spratt. Nothing will beat that one, but this is... Zeebs. He's calling the ball. Well, not green means take it himself and kick it by the look of it he says the word excellent about 10 times in it <laughs> right. Do you think? Excellent. Yes. Let's not mention that game, by the way. Uh, I'm pretty no. sure, right? <laughs> no. That, yeah. What the, the defeat by to Ulster? Yeah. During yeah. games, there's a lot of knowing nods between players when one of them is a little bit too up for it. Like, what's wrong with Simon's like, Player Mike. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. Giving really a lot of communication. Uh, a lot of communication. A lot of. You're you're much more constructive than you normally are today, Zeke. <laughs> 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 Leading the team talks, butting in. <laughs> But uh, Zeebs, it did make me think of one thing, which I'm trying to flip from audio to audio. It, it did make me think of... Excellent. He's, he's there. Good, does Is that good, Mr Burns? Good Mr Burns, yeah. <laughs> Do you know the best player, Mike, I think so far, was probably CJ Stander. Because it, what he's saying kind of makes me think that he would say that during a game. Yeah. There's yeah. a lot of guys think, uh, they're player, Mike. So Zeebo, definitely. Definitely, but well, CJ Standers. CJ Standers was just didn't it was just grunts and stuff. Yeah, yeah. It? it was very yeah, guttural grunts. And, yeah, very man, yeah. Yeah, very it was, manly. It was really cool. There was a bit where he tried to sell someone a, a used car, but besides that, it was all very good. Oh, you talk about his advert. His advert. Yeah. Have you seen his advert? Yeah. <laughs> Is that worth seeing? It's kind of oh. like a really badly produced office linebacker. Yeah, it's it's quite good. I, I think it's deliberately bad. CJ Stander, is it Kerry's Renault team leader? Yeah. Is, yeah. That, is that the video? That, that's the one. Oh, he's not doing a team talk to a team of car salesmen, oh, is he? It's, it's bad. It's bad, this is. Oh, no. So he's walking into a car showroom. It says, introducing CJ Salesman. And he's, he's wearing a suit with uh, his trademark headband. Yeah. yeah. People thought we were mad when we took CJ on board, but he's taken to the road like a fish to water. Starting in Kiris, Reynolds has been great. It's not really different from a game. 
Is that Cork accent? (laughs) (laughs) Very, very strong. Real strong. Such a strong Cork accent that for the benefit of of people living in urban Cork, (laughs) they've uh, they've put subtitles on. Oh, I have to oh. describe what, what, it's what so happened wrong. there. There's a salesman chatting to a customer on one side of the car, and then two other salesmen lift up Stander in a line-out esque move, <laughs> <laughs> so he can shout that over the top of the car. Oh. It's, although slightly unorthodox, had proven to be a huge hit. There was a customer. You missed it. You completely missed it. You need to be ready all the time, 100. percent yeah, it's a very <laughs> bad office linebacker, isn't it? <laughs> Makes me cringe. They may, they've, they've been better off getting an actual big actor to do it. <laughs> We've been better off with just a regular advert. That, yeah. The, anyway, the, mind you, actually, at least we're ta- we are talking about it. There is that. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. the acting of that is, is is on par with one of the worst bits of acting ever. Have you ever heard of the film The Room? No. no, you need to check out the room. You've got the whole thing. There's. I was in San Francisco, and th- this is such a cult film that every every week or once a month I, uh, they have a showing of the room, even though it was made in 2003. And people take along props and shout bits of the film out and stuff. I was chatting to someone about it, it's, uh, but this is Bart a line where he just said, liking. "He just went, you need to be ready 100 percent of the time." Oh, hi, N. Just yeah, remind, that, just reminded that me was, of this. I that did was... not hit her. It's not true. It's bullshit. I did not hit her. I did not. Oh, hi, Mark. <laughs> yeah, pretty terrible. God, we've gone on some weird, <laughs> weird and wonderful <laughs> tangents today. But it's because we've been detached from the game a little bit. We need to get back involved. We do. Well, let's talk about this weekend because yes. we, we can have uninterrupted, uh, unsullied coverage of this weekend. All right. Well, before we do that, should we do our uh, our pick of the week? Well, let's do it, do it, all, do it. All, as part, all as part of it, because it's the semi-finals of the European competitions this weekend. It certainly is. So, let's make some money with leovegas.com. Leo Vegas are our partners, our friends, and... They have got some great deals for you. If you want a website to have a little bit of a flutter on the weekend's rugby, leovegas.com is where you need to head. We're going to try and give you uh, some advice on one fixture and give you our thoughts on what we think the result will be, if that helps. In the past, probably best to just do the opposite of what we say. But hey, let's give <laughs> it a crack Leo this Vegas time. picks have been fairly strong, haven't they? Yeah, but our, our ability to actually lay the bets on, physically lay the bets on, oh, you right, remember yeah, yeah. to do it has been pretty poor but no generally we're wrong more than we're right I think yes Uh, so this weekend we have fixtures so Saturday and Sunday no games on Friday night so it's super rugby only uh, on Friday but uh, there is is there not a challenge cup I've not no they're both on Saturday and Sunday so so I'll I'll be at the La Rochelle Gloucester match on Saturday evening in the challenge cup but it's Munster versus Saracens and it's Clermont uh, who are playing Leinster. Against Leinster. Which game do you want to focus on as our game of the week? Saracens? Munster Saracens. Munster Saris, yes. Yeah. So it, it is. So the way that they've structured the uh, European Champions Cup now is that we've spoke before about the ranking team, but whoever is the uh, 
best ranked team by their decisions gets a home country semi-final rather than yes. a home semi-final yes. so Munster are playing at the Aviva mm-hmm. in Dublin and Clermont I think they're playing at Lyon oh they I think I'm right in saying yeah I mean that's still quite a track oh yeah but okay so this is going to be tricky so uh, yeah Saracens rested a lot of lads this week and it's going to yes. be one of those very rare times this season where Saracens are going to have everyone available everyone available and fighting fit so that, that, that's going to be fairly important I can't think of any big names that won't be in it so Mako, yeah. Mako's around Cruz is around Billy's around Cruz is back Atoji's yeah, back Cruz and Atoji are both back um, who would they Skalkberger Skalk, Skalk and it'll be, they'll probably go for Skalk and Skalk, Billy uh, I would probably go with um the guy who's... Not, oh, why can't I remember names today? I, my, my, my memory recall is <laughs> terrible. Um, I also can't remember his name, but that's because I've slept about three hours he's, in the last four He's the son of Nigel Ray. What's his yeah. name? Ja- um, Jackson, Jackson Ray. Jackson Ray. There you go. They got, Ro- they got Rhodes as well. Yeah. Oh, Rhodes is quality, actually. Yeah, I, I think they'll use Rhodes on the bench because he can. he's like a utility cover. See, I don't think you're right there. I think they will use Rhodes in second row and keep Cruis on the bench. Uh, re- no. Yeah, because he's not quite fit yet. I mean, he's like he kind of fit. He played well. He played most of the game, didn't he? It's a big step up though from going, you know, your first match back in the Premiership to, oh, by the way, you're playing in the, in the Aviva. Yeah, international. It's a huge, huge step up. Munster do a uh, Connor Murray's kicking game and their back threes defence of and um, and pressure the pressure that both teams on. They play quite a similar game from what I've seen. The pressure. Yeah. Yeah, that's the, a very bo- the good box point. kicking game. Very well drilled packs, both of them as well. Really well drilled yeah. packs. It's, tell you what, it's the, they're sort of cancelling each other out when I look, when you look at a lot of the matchups. If you want to watch yeah. a really well drilled lineup, I love watching Munster's lineup. It's so inventive. Um, having said that, the thing you mentioned about box kicks, if there's one knock on Conor Murray, it's maybe his box kicking isn't quite as accurate as it could be, and I think he's against the best in the business. I think. He will, he, I think he will get outplayed in the kicking stakes by Wigglesworth. I think it's. I think what started as something that galvanised the team together over, you know, obviously Axel Foley, I think has become something very, very real because of, and not because of Axel Foley. It's but because they started training all together. The team, the unity. That unity. Yeah. That's, the culture. That, that's, that culture. Yeah, I think that that has been a big part of it. The the players were were always there and and are there, but it's squeezed out that extra five or ten percent, and it's the extra five or ten percent which makes all the difference. And hmm. I, th- I I think that I think a monster, uh, it's just written in the stars. I think I think they, they could go on and win the whole thing. So I expect that they will have va- this this. It will be a home game for Munster. Yeah, just with seventy thousand Munstermen rather than twenty thousand. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, so yeah, I agree with everything you say except for the result. Uh, I can't go with a Munster result because if Munster win, this basically, it's kind of like, I guess it's kind of like me voting Labour in in the sense that it would challenge my entire worldview. You know, my whole, <laughs> <laughs> my whole existence has been crumbling down. So for that, uh, for so, that reason alone, uh, I'm going to have to pick Saracens. So you're picking and hoping and praying <laughs> that it's Saracens. <laughs> <laughs> basically, yeah. Basically, yeah. Well, in the last in the last year or so, some of your some of your world views appear to have <laughs> taken a shift. Maybe this will be the next of them. So um, yeah, I'm going to go with Saracens to win this because they simply have to. For me, <laughs> Saracens by how many? Um, Twelve. 
So I'm going to go Munster. Wow. Yeah. I I oh, find sorry. it so difficult to look past Saracens, but it's Munster. And I know they're not at home, but this will be a home game for Munster. There will be 60-plus thousand Munstermen in that stadium. It will be a sea of red. Um, and that makes it so difficult to look past. Um so I'm going to go Munster, but by less than a score. What five is Munster's points. most impressive performance of the season? Just out of interest. Glasgow at home was very impressive. Yeah. Uh, Le- Tigers at home. Leicester at home was impressive. Yeah. Yeah, that was really impressive. And the Saracens? Toulon away. Oh, yeah. T- yeah. Toulon away was devastating. This is going to be a hell of a game. This is going to this be monstrous. Yeah. So what time is it? It's 3.15 on kickoff. Saturday. I know what I'll be doing 3.15 on Saturday. Yeah, yep. damn right, damn right. Um, and then on to Sunday's game, Claremont hosting Leinster. Oh, ha- hang on. Just give me a, give, give me a points difference. Oh, right, yeah, I'll go, I'm going to go Munster. I mean, but then Saracens are the holders, so they know what it takes. Exactly. Well, and, they're, and they're rested as well. And they're rested. I just, oh, man, I can't. It's hard to call. Uh, Munster by four. Munster by five. Saracens by 12. And that is our our thoughts. Get yourself to leovegas.com. Right, so second semi-final, Claremont against Leinster. Uh, Claremont second in their domestic, uh, domestic top 14 table, but have just looked the best team in the European competition through the pool stages. Yes. Comfortably mm, absolutely. just... Um, they've been phenomenal um, I will point out two players who are missing for Claremont who are probably their two most exciting backs in Fofana and yep. Noah Nakatasi now, who's done his one of his uh, ligaments in his knee now the replacement for Fofana isn't bad and I can't remember his name again this is a theme of, of this podcast Fiku no, 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 he's Toulouse. Oh, he's Toulouse. Yeah, of course, is. he is. Who are bottom of is the t- a bottom of the league? Did you see that? Are they Toulouse? Are bottom? Yeah, yeah. They, uh, they three, are struggling. three or four points adrift. Whoa. Is it Lamarat? I'm, I'm thinking of here. Lamarat was certainly was Racing. No, not him then. Anyway, apparently they've got a very impressive uh, young uh, so, young centre. So they're not just playing rougerie as they <laughs> not, <laughs> normally yeah. do. As how long? How long he, can you keep this up for? He's second choice in every. He's like the um, Chris Wiles of. Clermont. I disagree. I think he's more like the Matt Banahan. Oh, good. Yeah. yeah. I wonder if you could ever get those those two on the same team. Aging, massive, uh, back outside backs. So I can tell you that Clermont had Benson Stanley played twelve this week. Brother of Winston. Um, they've got another chap called Damian Penaud. Penaud. That, that could be the guy. I can't remember. Who's a twenty-year-old. Um, under France under twenties centre. I remember. I'm pretty sure I remember reading Gavin Mortimer saying that this guy's good. That that that's all I'm going off. Hmm. Mm, there you go. And Gavin Mortimer knows stuff. Well, Cl- Claremont. So they are missing those two uh, thrilling backs. They've still got a lot of talent right across the park, yeah. and they've got an enormous monstrous pack now monstrous pack and the man at the back Benders Benders in, monstrous oh, nice um, we've got Benders and or Spading yeah well and Stretz yeah so one of my favourite players in the world is da- uh, David oh, 
God's sakes, help me, help me his name. The da- David something Ashville. Kira- yeah, Kirikashvili. This man, right, can do things to humans that should be illegal. Um, <laughs> like, if get, him in the o- get him in the octagon, I always think when I see oh, him. Oh, my God. Uh, it was against Exeter, and I'm sure it was Maury Lowe. Maury Lowe is an international prop. He gets paid money. He gets paid money. He pays his mortgage because he's very good at pushing objects. <laughs> and what he did to Maury Lowe, it, it, was, it was offensive, actually. And he's just an animal. He's an animal of epic proportion. I, well, I'm actually looking forward to this just to watch the scrimmaging. Yeah, because he will be packing down against McGrath and or uh, Keen Healy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Keen and, and Furlong, yeah. but on his side of the scrum because yeah. Kira Cash feels a tight head. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that will be very interesting. Oh, I can't wait. I simply can't wait. Mm. He's a destroyer of worlds. and two A creator of widows. <laughs> <laughs> and two excellent fly halves in Camille Lopez and... Johnny Sexton, who so Leinster did take the, the opportunity to rest a few players in mm. their uh, victory against Connacht now, this week. I can imagine with Kirikash really, he might be a creator of widows, but he claims the wife as his oh, prize. <laughs> he's got a whole like, um, from what I understand at least, and this might not be true. He's got a whole ranch of wives, yeah, <laughs> and not, not even his, just ones he's captured. Yeah, a menagerie. Yeah, a menagerie. And, and like with the the like with the. You know, um, prime stallions. He he has people that kind of do all the groundwork uh, for him. Oh yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, <laughs> he, he just, <laughs> <laughs> my word. Uh, so, quite so, uh, Claremont. Um, well, <laughs> Claremont so by eight. Leinster are playing some tremendous rugby this yeah, season, they are. and when Sexton's at his best, it's very difficult to bet against Sexton when he's at his best. Yeah, I agree with that. But Claremont are one of the few French teams that take rugby seriously. From what I understand, they even record some of their games, and <laughs> and they have a part-time nu- nutritionist. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. And yeah, he coach. comes in like uh, one day every month. Yeah, yeah. So like, they are quite a serious operation. And I just wonder, like, how often can Leinster and Sexton, for this matter, just run the same loop move over <laughs> and over again? When is it going to come and Pe- Oh no, people have been saying this for years. Yeah. That- What's going to do? Oh, loop. Oh, there you go. No. You just can't read it. No, uh, clearly not. Uh, so I, I don't know. I think I'd like an Irish province to get to a, get to the final. I would. I think they both go down hard, uh, and I think Claire. I just don't know. Actually, I don't know because hang on, hang on. Let's have a look back in recent history. Leinster went to a huge, um, a huge French team. Was it um, cast? Um, this season, yeah, yeah, cast. They were, they were uh, the... Yeah, now they have got so they've got the big, uh, they've got that uh, massive number eight, Tamani in the centres. Yeah, uh, they've got um, that uh, Nadoldo and uh, uh, Nadolo. No, you're thinking Montpellier. Oh, Montpellier. So that so that's who they played. I don't think they did play. Sure, they did. Oh, in, oh no, they I played Montpellier. The, the Montpellier the and Cast were in the pool stage. Were ah, they? yeah, uh, yeah, you're right. Okay. Yeah, so um, the Playboy Pele, who are enormous, and they beat them fairly handily, from what from, from what I remember. Yeah, I mean they've got almost an entire international team, and certainly almost an entire international pack. So if anyone's going to deal with enormous packs, Leinster can do it. Hmm. I, oh, <laughs> I'm, man, finding, I'm finding this so Claremont at home 
well, it's again. If it was, it's if not, it was the Stade Mayol, the Michelin, yeah, or whatever it is, it's no, not, not Stade home. Mayol. That's too long. But yeah, so Leinster could actually because the tickets presumably even sale. So Leinster, could, Leinster fans travel particularly they, well, don't they? They do. Well, so Irish fans in general. The home advantage might not. I'm going to say Leinster. I'm not backing against Johnny yeah. Sexton. The problem I've got here is I seldom watch either of these teams play. I'm just going off like name value. And the five minutes of rugby that I've seen both both them play in the, in the uh, group stages. Judging from what I've seen, I think Claremont are a more powerful team, particularly after what they did to Exeter, who, you know, at the head at the top of the show, we couldn't say enough good things about, and they dismantled them. Um, they did lose to Ulster though, yes. at Ravenshill at the Kingspan. Um, so give me. Gimme Leinster. Give Leinster by three points. I'm I'm ch- I'm changing my mind. I'm going Leinster, but Leinster by three. Uh, so we, we we're, we're going for an all Irish final. Irish. Uh, so yeah. you're probably you're probably best putting your money on a French English Saracen, final. Then. French English final. Then. I'm yeah. going to go f- with Clermont. I think. Oh, but I, that, I don't know. Being, con- I, I being contrary today, I they're, they're, can't tell you why they are going to be too. Incredible games, um, and, and let's give the Challenge Cup the time that it deserves. Oh, I mean, actually, no, I'm, I'm only jesting when I say that because I'm <laughs> <laughs> working at the game. I'm really excited about it. I am. <laughs> uh, La Rochelle going to every every hipster fan of rugby's uh, favorite club. I thought La Rochelle was only a place in a, a mythical place in a French tricolor textbook. Didn't realize it was actually a place. Is it a naval port or something? It, it's on the west coast. I possibly who knows. Who cares? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so La Rochelle play Gloucester. At 8 p.m. on Saturday. La Rochelle, I'm picking to win that. And Gloucester have had a couple of good wins back to back. Next yeah. year, mate, next year. Yeah, maybe. But next do, do you know where they no, do have form? Every year they seem to do very well in the Challenge, Challenge Cup. Cup. Actually, and, and as well, La Rochelle, are, I've got a 10 point lead in the in the domestic league, so they were, are able to rest and rotate. I don't know. I'll, I'll go La Rochelle. And um, Bath go to Stade Francais. Yeah, who have been in trouble? Bath, I think. Well, Bath have been playing terribly. Yeah, but Stade Francais are Francais. awful this year. Stade Francais, it's. I mean, it's such an intriguing thing to have to merge two rugby clubs, which they're not doing. Which they're not doing now. Yeah. Is it not? Is it off, mate? Is oh it yeah, off? gone. When yeah. did that happen? A couple of weeks back. Yeah. Uh, on the cusp like, when we were leaving the country. Yeah, four days. Oh, after, right. Four days after the announcement, they're like, "Yeah, no, yeah. we're not doing this." No. So I don't think Stade scrap Fran- everything Stade yeah. Francais then. I, I don't think Stade Francais will even be in existence next year. Really? Yeah, and also Sale, rubbish, have uh, signed Stade Francais' better eight, mm. John, John, John Ross. Ross. That's a cracking signing. Mm. Um, give me Bath. Stade Francais are a mess. It's all Bath. I don't. Bath have capitulated twice. Give me Bath. Yeah. Rocco to do what he didn't do this weekend and actually do something. Bath. Yeah. Done. Okay. It's good. All right. Good. Uh, just one last thing. Do you want to talk about it very quickly? If there has to be very quick, so I need to get to work. Oh right. Okay. <laughs> super, right. super rugby. Three teams going. Yeah. Is that worth talking about? Or should we do I, do another time? I, I think it is definitely worth to talking about. It's kind of big, isn't it? It's it's massive news. Yeah. Okay. Let's do do it quickly. Um, so Sanzar have been told that they've got to lose one team in South, two teams in South Africa, one team in, in Australia. Looks so, like the Rebels are going. So what? What they've said is... Well, Mel- Mel- uh, Melbourne, Mel- uh, the Rebels are defying that at the moment. Sorry, they- did I say Rebels? I meant the Storm. No, Melbourne Storm's a rugby league team. Sorry, hang on. Uh, Western Force. <laughs> Western Force, sorry, yes. So yes. They're, they're, they're looking to that end... That does sound like a they're Storm. They're looking yeah. to 
end professional rugby in the west of in the yeah the west, west of, of Australia. Australia. Yeah, so in, in much the same way as Wales are ignoring rugby in the north exactly. of Wales. So um, yeah, the problem here is Melbourne are privately owned, whereas the Force aren't. So the Force are the easy ones to roll up as ARU yeah, owned. As it happens, means the Force are playing better. There's going to be some legal battles, and I don't think the Rebels are going anywhere purely because they are privately owned. Uh, South Africa, bit more, di- bit more difficult. <sighs> a lot more difficult from the sounds of things from, yes. from the, the press. So Southern Kings make an easy target. Gone, but not really gone, are they? Uh, what is it about Port Elizabeth that they like? I, th- I don't know. They, so they came back into it because there seemed to have been some political agreement yes. that they were coming back in- into it. Was it a government agreement, no less? Uh, like this is done at a very high might, level. It might have been one of the ministers of sport. Yeah, God, they God basically knows. said, they basically promised these guys a super rugby franchise and they gave it to them, but with no idea of how they look. Which is why the Kings are such a joke. But politically, I think the Kings have to stay. So Politically and geographically, the Kings make sense. Do they? So is there any, I don't even know if there's any rugby played in Port Elizabeth. I know nothing about it. Well, ne- neither do I. I flew out of there one day, but that was all. And what, oh, and what did you gain from that? Uh, the <laughs> the water to the bathrooms wasn't working in the, the entire airport. Well, go, how, on, well, go on, get well, him, well, him out. Get him out. Super rugby exactly. Franchise. Exactly. So now the talk but, is a merger, isn't it? Uh, cheaters and cheaters and lions. Well, so but cheaters and lions are further away. So Pretoria. At, Pretoria to Johannesburg is like 30 miles. Uh, which would be bulls and the lions. Bulls and lions. Yeah, but you can't... But they're, they're two of the kind of... Historically, I guess. And Surely we can turn this into some kind of... Each team puts one person forward for a Hunger Games. Well, <laughs> uh, weirdly, the Match Force up. do play the Rebels in a few weeks' time. So it would be interesting to see that as like, you know, winner takes all. A very super league style. <laughs> a very superficial. Surely, the f- uh, would it not work in any shape or form to think about merging a couple if you say there's two that are close together? Uh, well, I mean, yes, yes, it would. and maybe build a stadium that has the right number of seats for the people that go along to attend and get a little five thousand seater job. Well, let's just start <laughs> with um, start with Australia. No, it wouldn't make sense. The distances are just too vast. Yeah, you couldn't merge any two Australians. Yeah, so teams. they've just got to go. They've just got to live with it and go. Unless they did something like one game here, one game there. I don't like that either. So they've got to go on with it. South Africa's a little bit more... Well, obviously the politics in South Africa is horrendous. But um, like Bulls, Stormers, uh, Sharks and someone else. Who I'm forgetting. Lions. Not Lions. Who are the original four? Cheetahs. Nope, not Cheetahs. Oh, that'd be all of them. That is all of them. Oh, so no, so they only have three teams. Did they? Yeah, Super Twelve. No, that, was, that would have been four and four and four. No, no, it was no four, five, four, four. It was, five, it's always been five. Five New Zealand. Uh, then there'd be three South Africa, three four. But that's Super Ten. So who'd be the? Uh, we're getting into too much anyway. Yeah. What What is going to be interesting? What's probably going to be good for fans of Pro Twelve and Avicii is. We are losing three professional teams. Yep. So there will be players, there will be good quality players who will become available and be travelling, probably, to the Northern Hemisphere to play their rugby. Yeah, I don't like that. Uh, I don't like it because these aren't these aren't the marquee signings you want. They're the journeymen that no one wants. Mm. It's like, in fact, it's, a, it's the exact sort of player I don't, don't want. want. <laughs> and, I mean, not to be uh, too disparaging, but we don't... How many... Um, how many bothers do, do 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 we want up in Newcastle? Maurice bothers. Yeah, 
I mean, been a good few years for Saracens. Yeah, reasonable player, but you know, at what cost for you know developing academy talent? Yeah. Anyway, we've this we've one's going to run and run. We'll see yeah. this. Uh, well, thank you very much for listening. We'll be back. Um, well, we could have a special peak to podcast <laughs> just two minutes of the horn on uh, Wednesday when the Lions squad gets announced. We'll be watching that one. Um, we will actually be bothering to tweet and do stuff uh, like I, that I as well. I think you'll be live on an Instagram video on the 19th, uh, won't you, Tim? I would have thought I would be doing something of that kind of ilk, yeah. I think you'll be... I, in fact, I'm telling you now, you're going to be live uh, on the 19th with the Canterbury shirt. Yes. Ah, nice. So, uh, Egg Chasers... Um, r- I'm trying to think. Egg Chasers podcast on Instagram, Rugby podcast on Twitter, s- uh, subscribe on iTunes. A- Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Cast, tell your mates, and thank you very much for listening. Top work, Philip. Thank you, Tim. Nice one, JB. Thank you, Timothy. In a bit. Bye bye.